Welcome to the Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Episode fifty-four, Kopfkino, Namibia. Where Janusz saw the moon freed. I don't usually remember to issue this warning on the rare occasion that I have an episode with explicit language, but just in case you're listening with kids, maybe don't. But、um, do go back one day and tell them the Polish story of the two who stole the moon, by Kornel Makuzinski, who will tell you that the most unhappy eyes in the world. Are those that cannot flow tears? So the first question: Can you actually? Let me add a question.、Mm-hmm. I, I don't usually do this.、Uh, usually, it's true in every case, but I don't mention it. I love your name, Janusz. Is that a good pronunciation? Very good pronunciation.、Uh, can you tell me a little bit about、uh, the meaning? The It comes from the biblical name Joshua, and went through Hungary. In Hungary, it's Janos,、mm. and then went to Poland and it became Janos.、Mm. Does it have special meaning for you? Do you think about Joshua? Not at all. No, <laughs> no. I I have no no. It's a stupid name, I think, and、uh, it's a, f- a name which、uh, currently is laughed upon in Poland. Really, there is a, a like a character, Herjanus,、yeah. and this is I think it's a guy who tries to repair something and fucked up everything. <laughs> I don't know really, uh, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I have uh, uh, I was by I was taken to. To an army,、mm. like、uh, they took me, you know,、mm. uh, uh, and I, I, I remember I stood in front of my bed, and there was a budget with my name on my bed,、mm. saying Janusz Hamerski, and I was like, wow, is it me? I don't have really relation so much to my name. Yeah. Which doesn't bother me, or which is not a problem for me. But still, also because Hamerski, it's a name I got from my stepfather.、Ah, yeah. So it's like, and I moved also. I was very young. I was, I think, five, and I already moved,、mm. changed the place I used to live, and then moved again, and then moved again, and then landed in a little but very beautiful city of Zeszynia, in Poland. Where I I felt I felt really foreign, you know, but、yeah. happy. That's、sure. that, and I、um, so so,、um, so yeah. So this is how I feel about my name. Also, I don't like my name, but I I'm okay with this. Ayanus, okay. I could I it could be anything else. Are there any shortenings that that people use like? Yeah, yeah I had. Yeah, yeah, I not not from no. <laughs> Nush. No. 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 Yanusek.、Yeah, But this is like an insult. You know, like you say, only for 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 children. No, no. Interesting. Yeah, no. But my my wife liked this name, and this is very. It's a very、uh, you know for someone who's not Polish. It's yeah. Very attractive. It's, yeah. <laughs> exotic, you know. 
That's good. I, my 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 relation to myself, to my country, to uh, they are so broken in so many places, you know. With but uh, but I'm not unhappy because of this. They are broken, but um, I'm okay. I do my my projects. I do my life. I I don't really care so much. I don't believe it's it's it goes deep because I think it doesn't go deep. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I want to talk about. Yeah. But before we go further, can you describe what you look like for my audience? Give them a picture of yourself. I look like a Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> I have a huge protruding belly. It comes from much too much beer in my life. I, I recently I stopped drinking beer in, in an attempt to draw it back a little bit. I, I, I try to grow my beard, but it doesn't really work so much, so it's, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people, people like, um, think I am a bum. That's um, a funny thing in Berlin, because in Berlin you, you often don't really know, is it a bum or is it a CEO? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> because both are like... They uh, clothes similar, you know. They don't yeah. care really. Not the hipsters. The hipsters are beautiful. They, they, <laughs> I like them. I yeah. like them so much because they care. Yeah. You know, they yeah, take. Yeah. They take. Um, yeah, for them it's the question of integ integrity to to look nice and to feel nice. And I don't have much time for this, and I don't also. Yeah, not, not not enough character for this probably. Mm, interesting, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but still, it doesn't make me unhappy. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I have a lot of people around me who who, who I love and who, who who like me or love me. That's okay. <laughs> Can you uh, describe where we are now? Um, this place in this area also. Yeah, this, this place is, uh, is one of... Uh, makes me very happy. We came to Berlin and we had an apartment for six months. In this time we had to find an apartment for us. And uh, we sent a lot of questions and we didn't even got any response. Mm. And so this was the first apartment we came to have a look and most uh, and there were a lot of other people also watching for this apartment mm. and at the end we were lucky I don't know how to get this mm. and then we realized er, we realized that it's not only the apartment which I, I love this apartment like with all my heart mm. it's it's I don't know I think it's, there is something magical I don't know what it's a small apartment it's basically two um, uh, big rooms. One of these rooms is has a, a, a small kitchen in it, and but it's very high. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you feel even if it's not a big apartment, you feel in a big space here. Yeah. And this is, but what more? The um, after we got this apartment, we realized that the place, this Prenzlauer Berg, the place we are living, that's mm. uh, one of the most beautiful in Berlin. Yeah. And uh, and every time we go out, we, we go like, oh, that's our place, we are so happy. <laughs> and uh, the, the real Berlin people hate those people who move in and after 
six months or something, they already feel like old Berliner, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with me, it was like we come to Berlin and our furniture was still on, on the truck mm -hmm. and I already knew I'm a Berliner. That's, <laughs> it was like two seconds. <laughs> That's because uh, in, in, in Münster, in the, the city I spent last 30 years, um, it's such a beautiful city, really green and, and um, a lot of students, a lot of officials working for government. Um, and they are so friendly and I was really, uh, I'm so thankful, but still I was, I was not belonging really, mm. no? Yeah. Doesn't make me unhappy, it's still, I like this feeling of being foreign, yeah. but, uh, and they were really friendly, so it was never an issue, never a problem, but, uh, uh, and then on the other side, um, I left Poland 34 years ago. So, and I left my Poland with this communistic Poland. Yeah. So now when I come back, I'm an uh, exotic person. Yeah. I don't belong to Poland, not at all. Um, and as I came to Berlin, I knew, oh yeah, yeah, that's my place, my people. Uh, when I go around here, uh, I see people like me really like me so you it's it's a very nice feeling to 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 think oh that's the place that's my place that's where where i live and where, where i enjoy everything yeah. yeah tell me more about leaving poland and ending up less polish now <laughs> um whoa we had we had Whoa, it's it's too long, but still I will do it. It's your problem, not my problem. You will have to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, I had a, I had, I moved, so I felt always a little bit foreign, which is a beautiful feeling. Really, it's like um. Uh, like a little bit like you would be outside looking at what is happening okay mm -hmm. and still today i i don't really like this feeling this tribal feeling this i'm with my group and it's foreign it's I, it's not me uh, but then i i i become problems with uh, with the reality pretty uh, pretty quick uh, this this communistic reality, like nobody, something was wrong, and nobody wanted to, to explain me what is wrong. Not even my parents, you know, mm -hmm. and nobody's talking. You 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 hear some jokes. Most of of the knowledge that you are living in the regime situation comes through the jokes first, mm -hmm. because they are the less censored. Um, things you know you cannot buy a book or something and people will not tell you because they are afraid mm. right your parents will not tell you uh, and uh, so I I was like felt insulted in a way and also like okay then fuck off and uh, I went into books and I was reading books like some some guys are playing 
games today. So I was really a book junkie and like the world in the books was my world and it was everything was nice there. And I paid the, not enough attention for the real world. And, and I, I was skipping my school all the time. Well, I, was, I was even uh, uh, running away from my home like seven times, mm -hmm. which is crazy because I had a really nice home, really nice parents. I, I was like these American hippies who, who have good parents and good home and still rebel for some re reason, right? Uh, and uh, and ended I ended up having um, having a, um, going to 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 a high school where you can go as a in the evening, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the people who work. But then I had to work. Yeah. But in the communistic uh, reality, it's not a problem to find a work, mm. you know. So I found myself a work as a somebody who would sort of security guy who would stay in a building through the night mm. and uh, so i had i had in my life a beautiful structure every night i had to go to this building uh, i i locked myself out nobody in this building only me only my books and at two or three when i got very tired i would sleep and that's it and uh, and um, and later I was even um, uh, a long time in this night sentinel or this night security in an art school mm. and that was a huge adventure for me, you know, because I was still studying my philosophy. I was going also for lectures to the university, but only as a free uh, listener. Mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, but I had many friends from these uh, art students because they had to stay through the na night shortly before the semester mm -hmm. to get ready, you know. And um, it was forbidden, but I let them. And so I had friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and Poland was in a very special time, you know, like everything was collapsing and you couldn't buy anything to eat, even to eat. Uh, and we were like fighting, we were producing flyers. We were never fighting uh, with weapons because that would hurt us. We, we were fighting with our minds. Mm. Um, and um, after then the government put this martial law on the, the country. And at that moment I, I kind of gave up. Mm. And because we didn't really believe that we could war, win, you know. Yeah. And uh, actually Poland got free five years later, but only because Russia crumbled down, Yeah, you know. So if Russia would stay straight, they wouldn't let us go, right. Uh, and so uh, in the year of 1984, I, after, Martial law was put out. Mm -hmm. I managed to get a pass, which was a big surprise for me, because I was already uh, in, uh, investigated by police. They were like searching, mm -hmm. and uh, I could get the pass, 
I, today I know that they just wanted us to go out. They wanted to go this young and angry people out of the country. Mm. You know? uh, so they let us escape in that sense. And then I went to Sweden first, get rejected in Sweden, and then sold all my books. I had 3,000 beautiful books, yeah, because my money was, was gone, and went to Germany. And, yeah. What what do you and mean rejected in Sweden? You went to. I went there, and we heard. Uh, we went there with with a ship, right? With a ferry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the ferry, and we heard that Sweden is sending people back. Mm. And then I asked there for asylum, but the guy said, "Look, if you don't have the documentation, we will send you back. We have to. We have too many people." And then I said, okay, okay, okay. Then I go back by myself. And so I managed to get back to the ferry on time. Yeah. You know? And then I can, yeah. And then the next try was to go to Germany. And Did you have all your books with you then on the ferry? No, or no, no, not They were in Poland still. No, no, those books, I sold them to have money Got to buy. Before leaving. Before leaving, to buy a ticket, you know, we... Yeah, it was very expensive. I'm only asking because I sold half my books a year ago, and ah. it's really painful. <laughs> it's painful, yeah. And it was like um, my my stepfather um, wanted me to move out because he wanted to marry. And my my mother was dead, so he wanted to marry another woman, mm. and he wanted to move me to move from the apartment, and so he. But he was a honest person, a good person, and he paid me a lot of money. And so I, you know, yeah, really two bags of money. Um, but this money got from day to day was less because of the inflation. So we thought we have to invest it. I, I was married at that time with one of these art students. <laughs> and we thought we, we need to invest it somewhere and we, we were buying books. So it was like a big hobby every time because Poland has issued all books, nearly all books you could buy, but only with a very small numbers. Mm. So any book, most of the books you could buy would be, um, would have this, were seldom, were not, people couldn't buy them, you know. Mm. And I was checking all the shops every day and so they would put the books for me like <laughs> <laughs> and but we had to sell it yeah, yeah. but um, our um, we we really kept the money so i could sell them and had more money than i had before <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so it was a good deal a yeah. good investment good investment yeah <laughs> So, uh, so then you made it. Then I made it. Then I was in in Germany and here, the impossible, beautiful life. And yeah, like the first year <laughs> was I. I didn't even learn German because I wanted to go to America. Uh, I didn't want to stay in Germany. But. Um, what I didn't even thought about coming to Germany, um, you had to have a reason to stay, obviously, you know. 
So we were thinking, okay, can, you can apply for an asylum. And I was for this because I was, police was chasing me already. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, could, I could prove it. But a, a friend of mine said like, um, uh, I remember that your mother was talking German with her mother. Mm. So something will be there. And there is a, a law, a German law, that if my parents had German citizen, were German citizen before 1937, mm. then their children uh, are entitled to get the German citizenship. Wow. Yeah. So I, I applied and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was a German, I was German citizen. And and this is this was nice because they sent me to to a real school uh, where I learned language, uh, but really like eight hours a day for for eight months or something. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I I I like to th think about those times. It was beautiful. It was like every week we went to a disco. <laughs> Today you don't <laughs> use this name like disco. We had seen, seen 10 marks yeah. in a pocket and I had like a slow, uh, uh, with two friends. One of them was a, a, a Slovakian mm -hmm. and the other was an Egyptian or something, Arab, mm -hmm. basically. And this uh, um, Slovakian guy was a very nice looking guy. Mm -hmm. And the Arab guy was very... He he didn't really. He didn't. He was not shy. Mm. He went around and was always talking to everybody. You know? yeah, yeah. So we were always waiting, and when his some group of girls let him talk to them, then this Slovakian guy went there, you know? <laughs> and then. Uh, the girls were happy because of the Slovakian guy, and then I came. <laughs> and I, I became always the most intelligent girl, you know? <laughs> which is exactly what I like. <laughs> so nice, beautiful wow. times, beautiful times. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, in what ways did Germany change you over the years? I have no idea. I it's probably I too think, big a question to ask. I don't. I don't. I, I cannot know because I can, I, I I don't. I cannot compare. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So I really don't know. I often think what would happen if I would stay in Poland. Yeah. And probably I because I had my own apartment. In Poland, it's very difficult because in Poland apartments are. Oh, you you pay you 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 have to buy an apartment and then you pay all your life for mm -hmm. this you know and uh, they are so expensive and so but I had mine own um, and I started to learn English as I came to 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 Germany I already spoke some English mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so five five years later I I came here. Uh, 84 and 89, Poland was suddenly free mm. and a lot of changes came, a lot of foreign investment, foreign films and in my generation, and it was a generation, I would be then uh, 
29. Mm. Um, uh, in my generation, nobody sp spoke foreign languages, really like very, very few people. Yeah? Mm. Uh, and so I, probably I would be able to, to manage to have a normal life, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I would probably, I, I would probably love uh, a girl, a woman. I, I all, all my life I was like in love. <laughs> a very romantic person. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I would have a child. I have a child here, and maybe. I don't know. Maybe I would have the similar hobbies, even like guitar is my hobby, and it's something what could happen also. I already played guitar in Poland, and then I stopped, and then I like invented a way to play a guitar by myself, which is ridiculous because uh, it would be like I would invent a bike, you know. It is. But still, I deduct my way through mm. by myself, and uh, and this is that, that's a huge uh, experience for me. It's like I would be blind, and then <gasps> I can see. You know, like that's really huge. Um, and um, yeah, I would probably speak better Polish than I speak now. Mm. I still speak very Polish. I decided to stay in Poland. It's like a decision, I think. At some point, you can decide, will I uh, try to stay m and more with this within the culture of where I live and uh, try to speak the language all the time, um, or will I stay by my Polish? language and I decided for Polish but not for patriotic reasons even if I am very much patriotic uh, but uh, because of uh, a graphic I saw somewhere in a book that the native language takes a lot of brain and any language you learn it just very small amount mm -hmm. and, and you know and I was studying philosophy so thinking and going into the Deaths that with your thinking is is very difficult, very important, and you have to be good equipped. Then um, I stayed with my just with my native language, but I didn't learn Polish to my child. Mm. And also, it's not patriotic or not patriotic. It's just like he, you are from here. I'm not for Germany or for whatever, but you are from here. So if you are from here, don't tell me you are Polish. You are from here, and where do we live? <laughs> ah, it's Germany, so you are German. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but funny enough, he after he com accomplished his high school, he went for one year to Poland, le learned the language, <laughs> came back, and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a very moving moment for me, yeah, but uh, yeah. okay. In, in, it's very different in America. In America, people blend in. Mm. Like in America, we spoke to to a German guy, and he was like seven years in America, and he 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 at least he he told us he he don't remember German anymore. Mm. That's stupid because you don't forget a language really. 
Okay, but he spoke uh, perfect English, really for for our ears. Yeah, perfect uh, American English. So people are, are blending in. America has other tradition. America has this tradition that you or your your parents or your grandparents came and become American. So when you are probably when I would go to America, I would also be like, yeah, I'm American. No, no. But I love America. I really love America. It's like a lot of good people in America. A lot, a lot of culture in America. A lot of um, new things developing in America and coming to Europe, Europe after this. So, and this is also not. I'm not trying to be racistic or something. It's. It, we know why because America was not destroyed by war. So could develop very, very, very steady and so on and so on and um, and uh, and also there is something in English language also. This is where where I'm a little bit racist. Like, mm. like uh, it is it is it is um, it is. At least, you don't speak German, no. Uh, it's learning Deutsch. Ein erstaunlich. How do you say in, uh, erstaunlich? It's, it's a wonder how much of a culture England has. Yeah. We don't even know and I, I don't even realize. I think my friends, my German and Polish friends, they don't even realize. But if you would, would analyze the, the parts <coughs> like music, poetry, literature, everything, they are huge everywhere, huge. Yeah. Like you don't even know how, or we don't even know how huge. Like when you see the music industry, what they have, what history, and what we have—that's ridiculous. That's mm. ridiculous. Uh, uh, so, so in a way, I think um, this bastard language, English, mm -hmm. uh, is uh, has. In a way, some simplicity is is more simple, mm. which is an advantage in very many situations. It's an advantage, yeah. like the the languages of Eskimos. Yeah. They are very complicated. Yeah. So you in English you say I shoot him. That's it. Uh, in Eskimo, with what you shoot him <laughs> and what arrow. <laughs> And what weather was there? They ha they have to know everything to put a correct sentence. Yeah, it goes yeah. everything in, you know. Yeah. And um, okay. Next question. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, have you thought about travel philosophically before? Have you applied that skill that you have, that depth of? Not really. No, no, not really. Um, as a as a child, I, I loved like every like every child. I loved uh, uh, to read about traveling, right? Like um, like what? Like uh, uh, Verne, Verne. I know his name only in Polish pronunciation. Julius Verne, Julius Verne, like eighty eight. Around the world in eighty days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jules Verne. Jules Verne. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jules Verne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also Polish writers, like ah, oh, so so ah, uh, I love it, uh, and I also. 
a little bit uh, different. I um, uh, every vacation I went to my mother's brother, and he stayed in North Poland, where our family originated. And in this part of Poland, there were a lot of rivers and a lot of lakes. Mm. You know, mm. they they say this is a country of thousands of lakes. Okay, mm. it's. Originally, the East Prussia, mm. um, and um, I had a very beautiful time there, like sleeping in the barn and going with my uncle fishing. Uh, but places you cannot believe they were natural reservoirs. But he was, he had a right to to go there. Um, and so um, back at home and fighting my school, you know, I was really troubled, troubled kid with this. Uh, every night I went to bed, I closed my eyes, and that was a, 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 a video or a film in my head. Mm. Yeah? In German they say Kopfkino. Mm. Kopfkino. So it was not only me dreaming about going there. No, it was not only dreaming. It was a film. It was really things happening, people coming. I was like one of the motives was I was, I had, because I I read uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. So it was a river with a draft draft uh. with this small boat you you built with sticks. Uh, raft, raft, yeah, 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 with yeah, a yeah. raft, and yeah. then you go with the raft. It's like Huckleberry Finn story, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was dreaming this Huckleberry Finn story. Yeah. Uh, I'm not only dreaming; it was a film. I was like, I think uh, the writers are able to. Uh, writers are people who preserve this this strength. Uh, of a of a, of a child to to th not only to dream but really to imagine the story yeah. like some um, some men and some men by masturbating they also like <laughs> sorry <It's okay>. but <laughs> very vivid way to put it. <laughs> Very visual, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. very visual, yeah. and so that that was my traveling, and I was like, um, and I was I was also uh, running away from school, from from home. Mostly, I started like skipping school, like for weeks, and then uh, all at once they they knew it, and I said, oh no, I I go to Africa, <laughs> <laughs> and was uh, and happily. No, nothing ever happened to me, you know, because a young boy uh, hitchhiking is a target, but never, yeah. never anything happened. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, Poland was like a prison. Prison. You could, you could, you, you, you was not allowed to move the country. Just no, mm -hmm. no, no, because they feared that you would not come back. Right? The communists feared that you would not come back. And that was uh, uh, probably one of the um, strongest reasons why we re rejected this uh, regime, why we hated it. 
this and also censure. Also, they censored our. You couldn't write what you want, um, and you couldn't go anywhere what you want because you need to know that this Polish regime was friendly. They were friendly. They were not like like SS people. <laughs> No, they were like, come on, they were friendly, they were yeah. communists and they wanted everybody to... And I understand communism now even better than, than before, because I know how hard it was to survive as a worker uh, in 18th century or even 19th century. It's yeah. really super hard. So I would probably also some sort of communist or person trying to fight for a social... Social, um, not equality, we don't need equality, but we know justice. Yeah. You know? And it's not a justice when people are starving because some assholes uh, are, are exploiting them. That's not, that, that's not, not the way, that's not the capitalism. No, that's not the capitalism, not at all. Yeah. And, yeah, and then. Um, uh, then I came came here and I needed money, you know, you because you don't really you you are like broke, you don't have anything, and I uh, felt enough. <laughs> like, uh, and I had even a, a child, um, so, and it was a German woman, and and German women are not prepared to to live to re reduce their living standard. You know? mm. So we needed money. And so I went to go uh, with the truck, mm. as a truck driver. Mm. There, there is always a job as a truck driver and you earn a lot of money. And I wanted to go only for a year, but I stayed like five years. Mm. You know? mm. And it was a very hard job, but also I enjoyed it. At, last, at least at the beginning, I enjoyed it very much. Because it's, it's a good position for me. And then with the radio, and then with the uh, cassette recorder, so with this, how do you call it in uh, in German, where you p can play music with your cassettes. You know? yeah, and yeah. I was reading books for me aloud, and um, oh, I had a lot of techniques to keep me happy and, and busy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I also, I also, like, I know, I was everywhere in Germany. Like there is not a city I was not there, you know, and I was, but I was also in Europe, not everywhere, but in a lot of places, and I enjoyed. But at the at the end, it has become very hard, and then I then I stopped, yeah. which is also a huge story. <laughs> Later. <laughs> well, let me uh, ask. The last question then. Right. Uh, obviously, you have so many uh, different parts of your life to draw on to answer this question, but right. what is your best travel story? And you are right, many. Uh, but I so so I really choose. I don't even know if it's the re really best. But I, I pick this. Um, uh, we had um, 
I was working as a media trainer in a school and we could organize a uh, school exchange between our uh, students and Namibian students mm. because we uh, we knew and our school also gathered money for a guy who had a farm in Namibia and uh, he was a kind of a f f apartheid fighter because he had a school there mm. and it was forbidden to have a school mm. for the farm ch children mm. you know yeah for because the the, the farm workers were, were those the black people right yeah uh, and they were very poor and and the uh, apartheid um, government of South Africa and Namibia was a part of South Africa at that time uh, didn't allow to build schools for the black people. They were supposed to be kept stupid, you know. Yeah. And he was doing a school illegally, you know. And so, and then he came. He was invited by some church, but we got to know him. And then we, the, the school, gathered money for him, and he got a lot of money, funds from this action. And then he invited us with our students to visit his school. And and as I went there, I didn't. I really didn't know Namibia. No, Namibia. I remember uh, in Poland, I I, I I I saw a concert with a Namibian guy singing, uh, "Give me back my country, give me back Namibia," because they were they were like the last country to become free from from being a colonial country. Very late, I think eighty four or something. Which country? Namibia. I, I mean, which? Who's the colonizer? Uh, South Africa. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. South yeah. Africa. Yeah. yeah, because it was under German colony. It was a German colony. Um, uh, as the first war broke up, they took it away from yeah. Germans. Yeah. And put the South Africa to govern. So it became the fifth pro protectorate of South Africa. But till today, it's a different country. Like also, Namibia is a, a country for beginners, Africa for beginners, because there is uh, no crime, everybody's smiling, uh, the roads are beautiful, the lodges are luxurious, uh, Windhoek, the, the capital, is like a European city, uh, and there is no insects because it's too dry and, and everything. So you really beautiful country, beautiful country. And beautiful people, and uh, yeah. But we were in this farm school, which was still a, a little bit different, you know. Mm. And we we went there like every year, then because it was it was really a, every time a huge adventure for our students to go there. And this farm school was very poor. Those children, when every time when our students. Uh, went for the first time through the village we were crying because you know because uh, those children didn't have any possession they didn't even possess anything you know mm. uh, they didn't even have place to put their things because they 
basically didn't have any things and, and so but later we we did understand that those children were just as happy or unhappy as our children mm-hmm. that's that's they you know um and they were they become they they were fed they they went to a school they were super happy to go to the school you know um and not to work on the farm because in the farm when you're a child people have to work right um and they were happy children and uh, and very it's a stupid thing to say but very intelligent uh, children which is obvious but still uh, you you it's like i don't expect it when i go to some little village in the east of poland i don't expect intelligent children there you know i yeah, ex- yeah. or maybe you go to some hilly billies side <laughs> parts of <laughs> but there those girl those children oh, wonderful and then um, yeah and and then there was that that was the travel and there still is the travel of my life because um, yeah because we also learn uh, every year we go there there is something new you you learn uh, we also made a, a video with them that's that that's one of the many stories like we come and first we make photos right uh, then we give the, the cameras to the children. Children make photos. They then um, uh, next year we um, uh, we make a video ab- about the children. And next year the children made a video about themselves by themselves because uh, the development, the technical development, which is in fact a technical explosion in that, those years. Uh, <coughs> made that uh, at some point we saw that even in this very poor village uh, there is a one computer mm. and uh, some teachers had the digital, digital camera mm. capable of making video so we say hey let's make a video and and uh, we were advocating and trying to 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 convince the the people that having an internet and having a camera, that's a tool. And this is exactly what those people are missing. They are not missing anything. They are really, they they are wonderful, but they are missing tools yeah. to do something, to produce something. And having internet and having a camera, you can earn money. Um, you know, you can do such a lot. But, but um, um, it's so far away this thought is so far away that it's difficult really to convince them uh, and then at the end we we said okay now we are we are making a real film we are making a real film so i stayed there for three months and this is maybe like the you know the 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 high point of of this story I, i'm staying there for three months with this with one student also uh, and we we work on a script for three months, mm-hmm. living in the in the village, um, and then um, uh, we have a team with German students, with Polish students, and with Namibian students, and we shoot a f- film. And the, the the film is like a children film for children, obviously, mm-hmm. and but played also by the children. And the story is very Polish one. 
even a little bit stolen for, from a Polish book. Um, <laughs> um, and the story is like um, two guys have problems in the school, you know, they misbehave and, and, and the school um, principal is, is, is uh, angry, so they, uh, they think we will uh, steal the moon because they see the moon and they think they, the moon is from silver and it goes to sleep behind the mountain so when they go there they can steal the moon and have a lot of silver and have a good life right and then uh, on the way uh, also a, a bunch of um, gangsters you know uh, but old old style gangsters uh, they have an uh, the same thought mm. so uh, and they are even first they steal the moon first, just before the, 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 the two kids. And the two kids listen, like those gangsters are like, yeah, now there is no light, we go to this village and kill everybody because, you know, there is so, mm. so dark. And, and the kids like understand, wow, that's a bad thing. Mm. And they go and uh, set the moon free. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's ridiculous that I'm getting so moved. Oh, good times, yeah. Thank you so much to Janusz for sitting down with a total stranger who found his videos on YouTube. <laughs> Actually, Janusz and his wife Karina produced the amazing series of easy German videos that I used last summer to brush up before going to Berlin. And actually, Andy's from back in episode 48, interns for their other wonderful project, The Global Experience. So I interviewed all three of them, but you'll have to wait a bit more to hear Kari's story from Oman. In the meantime, go check out Easy German on YouTube. You can find just about any language you need to learn. I'm using Easy Spanish now and kicking myself for not contacting the hosts while we lived in Mexico City, where it's made. It's incredible what Janusz and Kari have built up. And so, and even our name of our association, the global experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It describes the feeling, like all at once we saw the map of the world with these little flags of your friends. No, not real friends, but friends, you know, internet friends. Yeah. And it, we, we had them all over the world. Yeah. And for me, I grew up in the communistic regime, yeah. in, where, you know, we, we were not allowed to leave the country so we were like we were always hungry for the world yeah even more incredible are their hearts and i'm honored to know them and get to share their stories here thank you also to dana boulet for her music and thank you for listening